0: What did the Catholic Church invent in the 9th century that Russian communists were forced to use for more than 70 years?
1: And if Americans could only eat one food for the rest of their lives, what would it be?
0: Answers to those and other trivia questions coming up today with Bob and Marcia Smith on The Off-Ramp. Welcome to The Off-Ramp, a chance to slow down, steer clear of crazy, take a side road to sanity, and get some perspective on life. Well, here we are again, Marcia. We are. Here we are in our 12th week of trivia shows, Marcia.
1: Yes, and it only seems like 13, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not for people listening. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, so... uh, There's a lot of things that go through your mind during this time. I've got medical questions today. I also have a religious question today I'd like to start off the show with.
1: Yeah, I heard that on the teaser. Okay. Uh, You're going back to the 19th century. No, the
0: 9th century, Marsha. This goes back several years. So, what did.
1: (laughs) That's before my time.
0: What did the Catholic Church invent in the 9th century that Russian communists were forced to use and are still using it? Russians are.
1: (laughs) Good Lord.
0: What do you think it is? What did they invent that's been used for the last 1150 years? Guilt? No. (laughs) And that was invented a long, long time
1: ago. Oh, before the ninth century, I have no idea.
0: Okay, they invented the alphabet that's been used for the last 1150 years in Russia, Eastern Europe, and Central Asia. That's the Cyrillic alphabet, that strange looking typeface. Actually, uh, two brothers who were Christian missionaries did that. You've seen that in Russian words, Russian posters, and uh, other Eastern European countries use that. The brothers were Cyril. That's where the first name comes from, Cyrillic, right? Oh, really? Cyril and Methodius. They were from (laughs) Thessaloniki, Greece's second largest city. They were young boys when their father, who was a... He was a greek government official died and they went to live with a high-ranking official of the byzantine empire he made sure they had an excellent education they studied uh, greek and arabic and hebrew They became monks and they became diplomats for the empire and eventually in 862 a.d the byzantine emperor at the request of the duke of moravia sent them to christianize the duke's lands And when they got there, they found there was really no tradition of a written alphabet. So they invented this, representing the sounds of the Slavic tribes, and it became incorporated into the Catholic Church over the years. And today, it's the official alphabet for the national languages of Russia, Ukraine, Bulgaria, and Serbia. So I think the irony here is communism, the ideology that tried to stamp out religion for almost a century, had to use an alphabet invented by the church. Huh. <laughs> it went through changes over the years. They actually started a university or a, where they taught it. They taught literacy, and this alphabet was something, as again, they based it on the Slavic sounds. Who
1: knew? Not me, Bob. Not and the,
0: me. apparently the communists didn't try to change that when they were changing <laughs> everything else when they took over Russia. They back. were busy with other That's things. That's right.
1: Slaughters, whatever. They had things to do. Okay, from that on to the uh, absolutely useless information that I like to ask questions about. <laughs> yeah. If Americans, Bob, could only eat one food for the rest of their lives,
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this
1: study, there's always somebody doing a study, shows what food would it be?
0: Hot dogs.
1: That's not even on the top four. Here.
0: Hamburgers.
1: That's on the list. That's uh, that's tie for number two. Apples. <laughs> you give us more credit than we're worth. OK. What has all all the major food groups thrown on top of it?
0: Pizza. Yay. Oh, you're kidding. That's <laughs> no. what people would choose. This is what Americans well, sure. would choose if well, they could. Well, think about
1: it. You get all. You get your protein. You get your vegetables. Or you could have your fruit. Your That's pineapple true. and That's barbecue. A, you you could know. get
0: your fruit. Pizza
1: is pretty darn. <laughs> and uh, second place is steak,
0: hmm.
1: followed by hamburger, tacos, and pasta. No,
0: that's not too bad. I mean, once you get past the pizza.
1: Out of all those, I think pizza's probably the healthiest because it's got more variety on it. Don't tell
0: a lot of vegetarians that.
1: (laughs) Well, you don't have to have meat on it.
0: Okay, speaking of food, I'll talk about a drink here. A question on a drink. What brand name fruit drink was originally developed as a substitute for wine used in church services?
1: Oh, there's no substitute for wine.
0: (laughs) That's your thinking.
1: Was it grape juice?
0: Yeah, what What kind? Welch's? Welch's grape juice.
1: Yeah, it was developed
0: in 1869 by a New Jersey dentist, Thomas Bramwell <laughs> Welch, and it was a temperance substitute for wine used in church communion 1869,
1: services. 1869, wow, but I, I so, had no I mean, idea. People
0: went to great extremes. Well, we're not going to drink any alcohol, so we're yeah. not going to drink it in and, church, yeah. right? Anyway, he picked 40 pounds of Concord grapes from his backyard. He pasteurized the juice in his wife's kitchen. He bottled it and began selling unfermented wine to nearby churches. And it became a huge growers' uh, exchange. I think Welch's is still owned by the farmers. But originally, it was a substitute for communion wine. Hmm. Don't want to get drunk in church because look how much (laughs) wine you drink in church. What kind of services were they having where people were getting drunk on communion wine?
1: Oh, that's a good to know. Good to know. <laughs> well, uh, sticking with consumables, Okay. what's the oldest known vegetable in the world, Bob?
0: The oldest known vegetable? Yeah,
1: yeah that we know that has been around for-
0: What, is this the eight, first eight, one God started growing, or what are we talking about? We're
1: not going into theology here, oh, Bob. Uh, this, oh, is, this is, uh, archaeologists have found this from 8,000 years ago, people were eating this. Uh, corn? I would have guessed that. Yeah? But no. What is it? Peas. Peas? Peas. They found peas in Stone Age settlements. They were grown and eaten, obviously.
0: That so. makes sense that they could be left behind. They could be in petrified. Urns or, yeah, or they could be in jars or something yeah. like that, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It, they don't just grow in the wild, do they? But anyway, Stone Age settlements had peas, so just hmm. so you know. that. You do not find any kale in those settlements.
0: <laughs> hey, I have a—oh, okay. I, I spoke about Russians a moment ago. I found a—I've got an interesting question. How did Karl Marx feel about the Russians? <laughs> you know, they were the first real big country to adopt his uh, ideology of yeah. communism. Yeah. How did Karl Marx feel about the Russians? Did he like them?
1: Well, I suspect he probably didn't like them at all, judging your— asking the question. So what's the correct yes, answer? The
0: father of the Marxist philosophy distrusted Russians. He wrote to his partner when he was writing the Communist Manifesto, Friedrich Engels. He said, I do not trust any Russian. As soon as a Russian worms his way in, all hell breaks loose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, here's a, here's a history question, Bob. Why did John Hancock sign his name so large on the on the Declaration of Independence.
0: Well, he was the first to sign, so he signed very big. And I don't know if <laughs> That's he signed embarrassing. Huh? I don't know if he signed very big because he thought, well, they're all going to sign their name big. I want to sign mine big. I thought it was an <laughs> ego thing, but what is it? Why did he sign it so large?
1: Yeah, he's gonna
0: start an insurance company or <laughs> I gotta have some advertising for this insurance company of mine.
1: Uh, no. It's because the poor-sighted English king, George III, could read it without his spectacles. Oh,
0: he wanted to make sure George yeah. could read it. So yeah. they must have known George had a, a vision problem.
1: Yeah. How
0: interesting.
1: Isn't that funny? That is I mean, so you know, I, everybody, went, why the heck was uh, Hancock's name so big? Uh, yeah, All right. But that's embarrassing. When you're the first of anything, you you, you know, stand the risk of being embarrassed by doing something. Nobody else does, and you recall that, don't you, I did
0: that, yes. (laughs) Yes, one of our class reunions, they had a, I think everybody was invited to write a little remembrance of their life or what they've done, and I wrote this. when I saw it published everybody else's were like a sentence mine was like paragraphs and <laughs> you and you and my sister both said look at me look at me yeah yeah yeah, yeah you
1: were very embarrassed and rightly so <laughs> okay
0: okay all right you spoke of the English I have a question about the English yes, okay sir. when anesthesia was first used to diminish the pains of childbirth for English women churchmen protested the bible said women should suffer in pain when uh, bearing children yeah,
1: that is such a misogynistic thing: to say. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> yes.
0: OK, so how were those protests silenced when anesthesia was first used?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um,
0: Somebody had to do something that would, you know, kind of be an example. Who would that be?
1: Who would that? What year was that?:
0: It was the 19th century?
1: Oh, I don't know. did What did they do?
0: You like this person. You admire this person based on a TV series we watched. English TV series.
1: Oh, Vera. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's the detective. Oh, okay. This is historic. All right, I'll tell you. Okay. Queen Victoria.
1: Oh, really? She
0: chose anesthesia when she gave birth to her seventh child. Jeez. So she allowed herself to be chloroformed, and all the criticism stopped.
1: Oh, Because, you know, back then there was yeah. such
0: respect for royalty. Yeah. British men were saying, well, women should not be have any anesthesia when Alfred. they have childbirth. They should have pain. And then Good. Queen Victoria. Okay. Well, okay. I guess it's I'll all right. Just then. shut the hell up. Now. So none of the churchmen had the nerve to criticize well, the
1: queen. bravo, Vicky. Isn't that <laughs>
0: Vicky? Isn't that Isn't that amazing? That men would say, "Well, the women should suffer in pain. That's just part of it. That's what they have to do." <laughs> Good God!
1: If only we could give them the thrill of birth, but we can't. So. <laughs> you've, okay. You've often told me that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Honest, when, when I saw you go through our first child, I remember thinking, I've never seen a man work this hard. Oh, my God. That's Herculean strength and tolerance. It was amazing watching childbirth.
1: Especially since our first child was almost 10 pounds. That was, that was a special thrill. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. I got one. Okay. You know, half of this, I believe, because we actually saw this in uh, Mexico. In ancient Peru, Aztecs played a primitive form of basketball, shooting a rubber-like ball through a stone ring hung high on a wall. That's
0: right, yes. Remember seeing that at at Chichen Itza? Chichen Itza. Yeah, Mayan. Uh,
1: Probably remember what the loser Got.
0: Loser was killed. That's right. The losing team was just massacred. Yeah,
1: I remember that too. But what did the winners get?
0: I heard the winners were killed sometimes too.
1: Uh, no. It, actually, this is just talking about two people, a winner and a loser. Okay. It says the loser was put to death rather quickly. But <laughs> this is so stupid. The winner was awarded the clothes of all the spectators present. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you get this brand new wardrobe.
1: <laughs> I mean, here's a toga from George in row three. Good
0: lord. That's so strange.
1: Is, I'm sure they didn't wear togas, but that was still. Oh I my mean, god. You you die and you get all the clothes. Ah. Oh. And then what? The 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 audience goes home naked? I guess.
0: <laughs> that's a strange, strange custom. All right, I have a uh Uh, This is a medical question. What fruits liquid can be substituted for blood plasma during an emergency? A fruits liquid can be substituted for blood plasma, or at least it has been during an emergency. Wow! I I had no idea about this. This Wow! Comes from Isaac Asimov's book of facts. He wrote these. He did so much research when he was writing all his books. He wrote 200 books.
1: Yes, unlike us.
0: So so when he did, he, he, Wait, started, he just kept all these facts he found, uh, and this is one of them. This is a
1: fruit juice. A fruit what, juice m-
0: what fruit's liquid can yeah. be substituted for blood? I don't know. Plasma? I'll
1: say the kiwi.
0: Well, you're close to it. It's the liquid inside young coconuts.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, it's a milky kind of. Yeah,
0: apparently this was discovered during World War II. Doctors in Fiji also discovered surgical incisions heal faster when sewn with sterilized coconut fiber instead of catgut. gut. So if they could take coconut fiber and uh-huh. the, heel, the stitches would heal fast. Wow. Incisions would heal. Let's put it that way.: Yeah, interesting fact. It
1: is fascinating.
0: OK, I've got another history fact. OK. You've always heard the expression about Timbuktu. I, I had to go all the way to Timbuktu to get this, or OK, yeah, I'll send you to Timbuktu. Yeah, Jokes. In songs. Where was Timbuktu, and was it noted for anything?
1: <laughs> I know. Is it, it was, is it in the Middle East?
0: I thought it was in India. I thought that's where it was.
1: But no. Asia?
0: It was actually in uh, Africa. Oh. Yeah. In the Middle Ages and the late 1400s, Timbuktu was the most progressive city in an African kingdom that was in many ways more well-advanced than Western Europe. It was located in Sonhey, S-O-N-H-A-Y, which was an African kingdom larger than Western Europe. And Timbuktu's university was famous throughout Africa and Europe. What what year was that? In the Middle Ages, in the late 1400s. Its medical center near the Niger River attracted sick people from all over the world. No, so, see, Timbuktu is—it's not like geez. oh, this is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. This, is, this is the place yeah. to go for Isn't knowledge. Isn't that
1: something? It's, yeah, it's Cat, It's like the Mayo Clinic of the of the Middle Ages. 14, yeah, wow. It
0: was Timbuktu?
1: Here's a a fun fact. Okay. The manager of a movie theater in Seoul, Korea, he was going to show The Sound of Music and thought it was too long. What did he edit out of the uh, movie?
0: He thought The Sound of Music was too long? Yeah. Did he edit all the songs out? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the story
1: <laughs> it's about called, this
0: musical family. It's uh,
1: called The Worst Editing of a Movie Ever. God.
0: <laughs> a story of a musical family with no music. <laughs> uh, you can figure it out. Oh, my God. What an atrocious thing to do.
1: I'm just trying to picture that movie. You know, how yeah. it would cut from scene to scene without a song. Well, Stairs. especially
0: that last part where they're doing the show and they're leaving the stage and yeah. the Germans don't realize they're yeah. they're leaving. He cut how out. can you cut that scene out? I... <laughs> and all of a sudden, they were gone. <laughs> we're not going to tell you how well, cleverly they left the stage. They get them
1: on the stage and then they cut to them marching over the hills quietly. <laughs>
0: And then they must have had Julie up there in that field running around without any music. Yeah, yeah,
1: just. uh, (sighs) Well. Okay. All
0: right. Time to take a break. You're listening to the Off Ramp Trivia with Bob and Marcia Smith. We'll be back in just a moment. All right. We're back here on the Off Ramp with Bob and Marcia Smith.
1: Okay. There are very few popular fruits, Bob, that can be classified as American in origin. Can you name the top three?
0: Are these originated in America? Yeah. Or were yeah. they they developed through crossbreeding or something
1: like that? Uh, there are just three.
0: Okay, I'm just thinking like nectarines or something are, like that, which is a combination of two cl- different fruits.
1: Well, foods. in origin. Well, the first one, uh, we actually saw these.
0: Uh, harvested.
1: Uh, harvested. Right uh, here. So, in-
0: okay, so those are, I call them craisins, but they're, uh, <laughs> well, you know, they look like raisins. But they're not, and I can't think of the real cranberries. name. Cranberries, cranberries, yes, cranberries,
1: yes, and that. That's a huge
0: crop in Wisconsin
1: and Massachusetts. And Massachusetts, we're the two yeah. big uh, producers of cranberries, and we saw them being in a big bog. It was really interesting.
0: So the first one is cranberries.
1: The second one is blueberries, and the third one is Concord grapes.
0: No kidding. So those are all, all three originated in in, uh, in the, America.
1: Their origins are here, yeah. Because
0: now there were grapes for thousands of years in Europe, but not yeah. Concord grapes.
1: Right. Well, I don't know what did they use. Oh.
0: Then they make wine out of grapes, Marsh. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know there there I were grapes you need, everywhere. You go ahead and look into that. Okay. <laughs> I've got a uh, I've got a question, a modern question, on electricity. Yes, sir. Okay. They were trying to introduce electricity to Constantinople. Who? Modern people. Ah. But the Sultan of Turkey was told it would be necessary to install dynamos. What did he think they were saying? Dynamite? That's right. <laughs> and he knew what dynamite was. So he vetoed the project, and Turkey had to wait for several additional years before electricity, just because the ruler didn't understand, understand. the word.
1: Oh, that's interesting. You know, things still happen like that. That's in true. Is, you know? <laughs> just here's something. Who was the first person ever to report seeing a mermaid off the American coast? <laughs> Why would I know the answer to that? Because it's a famous person.
0: Okay, Tom Hanks. Because that was the movie that I remember.
1: It was, but no, he entered it in his diary. He sighted the mermaid oh, would in be... the waters near Mohegan Island off the coast of Maine in sixteen fourteen. Who would
0: sixteen fourteen? Yeah. Who would have been? That's before the Pilgrims. That's so. This would have been a explorer.
1: Hmm? i don't know who yeah. is that captain john smith your uncle oh you're kidding <laughs> captain john smith yeah from virginia virginia colonist he saw a mermaid okay well what are you gonna what are you gonna say about that
0: <laughs> i think you're gonna say he saw a mermaid how interesting all right i recently saw an article on one of my favorite websites mental floss and it was 26 fascinating facts about the human body. I'm not gonna ask you about all of them, but I have a couple, okay? All right. There is a place in your body that has 2,300 species of bacteria. Oh, swell. Where is that? Your tongue? No, I think it would be something like that. Is it
1: inside your body? No. Okay, so it's outside. Okay,
0: I'll tell you what it is. Thanks. It's your belly button.
1: It has, okay, how many again?
0: 2,300 species of bacteria. In 2011, a group of scientists started the Belly Button Biodiversity Project. There actually was a project. It wasn't called the Naval. It was called the Belly Button Biodiversity Project.
1: And they counted the bacteria. Well,
0: they wanted to find out what's going on inside of those little caves of mystery we call belly buttons, you know.
1: Lots and of time it turns on their out hands. quite a
0: lot. Yeah, uh, they sampled sixty people, revealing two thousand three hundred total species of bacteria.
1: Like I said, it's not exposed. Most of us don't yeah. have it that exposed. Ines and outies
0: and all that, but well, you know, it, it captures lint, and so then yeah. then the uh, everything feeds off of that.
1: Well, this is this is
0: disturbing. I would call it. <laughs> all right. I, I feel
1: more knowledgeable already.
0: Here's another one. Do you know you have a bone that's not connected to any other bone in your body? <laughs> You have a bone. Isn't
1: it my turn, Bob?
0: No, this is a bone question. I (laughs) got to pick a bone with you, Marcia. And this is it.
1: Pick a bone. Okay, I'll pick. Let me pick a bone.
0: What is this called? What's the bone called?
1: The hammer in your ear.
0: Oh, that's that's a, yeah, that's a good one. But that those are all connected up there. Are they? Yeah. Okay. This is the hyoid. H y o i d. Ah,
1: second choice.
0: It sits between the jaw and the voice box, and it's used to keep all the lower mouth muscles in place. And it also helps with swallowing and talking. So it's a bone, but it's not connected by a joint to any other bones.
1: Where Where is it located?
0: In your throat. Huh. Thought you'd find that interesting. Oh, sure. Okay, how about your question?
1: Okay, well, I start out (laughs) with a fascinating information and I'll end it with a question. A crocodile can stay underwater for more than 24 hours without surfacing for fresh air. Really? Yes. Crocodiles have 66 teeth. Some members of the species can go through how many sets of teeth? In their general eighty-year lifetime. Oh, really? They okay. Are. They so have like, like we go through two generally. Yeah,
0: baby teeth, our, and then.
1: And they have about our lifespan.
0: Okay, well now they have to use their teeth much more. You know, when you and, think about crocodiles, don't they don't they don't really have arms? You know, they have these little. Well, things they got that, those little. Yeah, but almost everything they T-Rex do is arms. <laughs> almost everything they do is with their jaws. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's and they have again, they have 66 teeth.
0: Okay, I will say they go through four sets of teeth in their lifetime.
1: That's a, that's twice what we have in, in yeah. the same time. But no, the answer is 40 sets of teeth. 40 sets of <laughs> 40 cycles of yeah. teeth in a crocodile yeah, full set 66 teeth they they lose and grow back. I, it, boy, if you'd like to be on the down cycle when we, if one ever grabs you, right?
0: Um, <laughs> I hope you're on your 40th set of teeth. Cause <laughs>
1: gumming you to death.
0: but Oh, my God. 40
1: sets of teeth.
0: I had no idea. 40 sets of teeth. That is fascinating. So, thank so, you. So if they lose a tooth, it's not a big deal.
1: There's another one <laughs> It's coming. coming along shortly.
0: Where are more than half of the bones in your body? I found this kind of interesting. Where are more than half the bones in your body?
1: God, all the medical people out there from our many, many listeners would know this, but (sighs) former writers. They're
0: not in your brain, I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, they're not in your ear, huh?
0: Mm -mm. More than half the bones in your body. Where are they?
1: uh, I'll say hands.
0: They're in your hands and feet. Ah. Yeah, there are about 27 bones in each of your hands, in each of your hands. Uh Uh-huh. And there are about 26 bones in each of your
1: feet. So I got it right. Yeah. All right.
0: Isn't that amazing?
1: One more bone than your feet. See, I knew that.
0: Did you know that babies have fewer bones in their bodies than adults? Why and how did they get how, more?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's a there is yeah. a
0: question for yeah. you. Yeah, how did they? So babies have fewer bones in their bodies than adults. Why and how do they get more as they age? Well. You don't have transplants.
1: No. Uh, they just grow more Bones, the more calcium. Uh, I have no idea. You're
0: right. It's along those lines. You're on the right track. As they
1: grow, the calcium increases and new bones form.
0: Well, it's primarily feet. Feet mostly contain cartilage oh. at birth. Then bones form over time from the cartilage. They don't fully harden until they're in their early 20s. All your bones, but that's how babies actually grow bones in their feet because of the cartilage. They can't walk right away. Babies can't walk because they can't stand upright. And so our forth. kids could. Our kids came right out and started walking. I don't remember that. Okay.
1: It's the way I remember it, Bob. Oh. Okay. Well, that's interesting.
0: What's your next question?
1: Emily Dickinson. Okay. That little so we're Dick-
0: getting into art, that poet, little,
1: That little Dickinson had uh, authored more than 900 poems.
0: Holy cow.
1: How many were actually published in during her, her lifetime?
0: In her lifetime. Maybe yeah. one, two, mm-hmm. a book. Keep going. Three.
1: One more. Four. <laughs> yeah. Four. She
0: published four poems in her lifetime, yeah. and she actually wrote nine hundred.
1: Yeah. So that's a that's kick somebody in the head, who's huh? afraid to to get a rejection. Notice. Yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's another question. It's kind of fun. I'm on the body. I got a lot of body. Yeah,
1: questions yeah. Here. I, I'm big on food. Today. How did
0: goosebumps help early human beings defend themselves? How did goose bumps help early human beings defend themselves?
1: Defend themselves. Yeah, in
0: fact, that's they think that's the only thing they're good for.
1: Really? What, do certain animals not like to bite you if you got bumps on your skin? Well, it's kind of...
0: I'll tell you the answer. Or to eat
1: you, rather. You
0: know, you associate your goosebumps with adrenaline being released by your body. Or cold. Yeah, when you're cold cold or you're upset or something like that. so what? Well, scientists believe that goosebumps used to be important when people had more hair on their bodies. We're talking like cave people here. Yeah. It's believed goosebumps would elevate the hair and make a person look bigger when they were in danger.
1: And scarier.
0: Yeah, and scarier. But now they're a pretty useless feature.
1: Again, who figures this stuff out?
0: And as you would say, who cares? (laughs) Well, Bob Smith cares. (laughs) All right. What subject are we switching to
1: now? Birds. Birds. Hummingbirds. Okay. You know, there's a lot of interesting facts about hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. But what do hummingbirds have an amazing memory for? Hummingbirds have an amazing memory for something. Their brain is twice as big as a human's. Wow. Uh, compared to size, relatively speaking. Okay. They have uh, pretty good intellectual skills.
0: So is it a memory of uh, breeding grounds or a memory of where they are or uh, roots that they have to fly? What is it?
1: Yeah, that's what I would have said. But studies have shown that a hummingbird can remember every flower they ever visit. Oh, my God. Even on their migration route. Oh, in, there's in Lexington. There's a There's a... <laughs> Really? Daisy, I've so, visited before. So
0: they, they must have a GPS of where the, the where each one is.
1: Even recognize human beings and know which ones can be counted on to fill their feeder.
0: <laughs> uh oh.
1: So their brain is 4.2% of their body weight, and um, human beings are What's your
0: 2%. Bra- 2% of our body is our brain.
1: Yeah, and theirs is 4.2%. So they have a really good memory. Now, just think next time we're looking out the window at the hummingbirds, they're looking at us and saying, fill the feeder, fill the feeder. <laughs> well,
0: especially when they're tapping on the window so aggressively. Yeah. Pushy little birds. <laughs>
1: Just yeah. for fun, how many flaps of those little wings do they have per second?
0: Oh, no, that's a good question. Because it's second. a blur. It's a blur when we look at it. Yes. So um, let's see. Second. Okay, give me a second here. I'm trying to get a second in. Let's say 200 times.
1: But no, 80. It's 80.
0: 80 times a second.
1: Yeah, so 60 times 80 is 4,800 a minute.
0: Wow. Per minute, their wings flap 4,800 times?
1: Yeah, That it's... is
0: amazing.
1: And there we go. That's
0: it for this week. Okay. I'm Bob Smith.
1: I'm Marsha Smith.
0: Hope that you've learned something. I've learned something.
1: Pizza. Let's go have some pizza. Pizza. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. I, but will that keep
0: us alive for long is my question. It's not what I want to eat. Is, will it, it's is got it good all the
1: major you? food groups if you no, do it, right? Okay, I all guess right? so. All right, pizza okay. it is. All right. Off you go, Bob.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Off-Ramp with Bob
1: and Marsha Smith.
0: The Off-Ramp is produced in association with CPL Radio and the Cedarbrook Public Library, Cedarburg, Wisconsin.